Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I am your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind, how do you connect true to you in every part of who you are. I want you to know that all of you is welcome, so sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. It's so great to have you back again here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out with me on our podcast. This is episode 147. So we are kicking into our like 150. I thought quarter of a century, centurion. No, I just think 150. <laughs> there must be some celebration when we do episode 150. Thank you for being here. I know that a few of you have just joined here on the podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Control Freak. Control Freak. Yeah, I'm a recovering one. So if you have just joined here on the podcast, you've got 147 episodes that you can go hang out with. There are times in this episode, uh, in this podcast, where I interview people. There's lots of beautiful episodes there where I've interviewed PP people on their own journeys and their experience of confidence and coming to life. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to impact as many lives as I possibly can through this work, through the podcast, through my books, through my courses, speaking and coaching, to be able to help you get out of the way of yourself so that you can get on with living, truly being alive in your being. Because for so many people, you're just surviving. You're not thriving. You're not living. You're just surviving. People might be asked, you know, how's everything going? Oh, yeah, I'm surviving. Getting by. There's so much more to life than just getting by. So much more to life. And look, I know that our circumstances of our life don't always go the way that we want to, which is useful because we're going to talk about that today. I know that it doesn't always go the way that we want to. I get that. And there are harder times than there are others. And not everybody has the same experience as other people. Maybe you're, you know, you're playing a, a game and you're on level hard when I might be on level easy, so to speak. Everybody's got different things that they're battling with each and every single day. But living a life of quiet desperation is not something that everybody has to do. You can be happy. You can be confident. You can... Get yourself to a place where you learn how to deal with the thoughts that are in your head, deal with your emotions, overcome your fears, and live a more juicy, beautiful, happy, connected, present kind of life. And I want that for you. And if you could do me a favor before we get stuck in today, to, into today's episode, I would love for you to go ahead and hit that record button the record button, I want you to go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button, the follow button, whatever it is for you on whatever platform you're listening or watching. It helps more than you could possibly know. Because every single time you hit the follow button, if you haven't done it already, if you already have, thank you so, so very much. If you're new here and you haven't yet hit that follow button, what it does is just tell the podcast algorithmic gods that people like this and it will promote it to other people. It literally helps get this podcast out here more, you know, because this is the work that's going to help change your experience, change the way that you feel about yourself and make you a happier, more confident and healthier individual. And I know that you want that and for those around you as well. So thank you so very, very, 
very, very much. There are only three things in this world that you can ultimately control. And by the end of today's episode, I'm going to share with you what those three things are. But before I do, how many of you feel the need to control things around you? To get everything in line, to get the environment, other people's behaviours, circumstances, things around you. How often do you feel like you need to have things in control? I've come to learn something. The control freaks in the world don't necessarily like the term control freak. (laughs) Now, clearly that speaks to me of my recovery of being, I wouldn't say I don't like the term controlling. I just like everything to be in, in control, right? I like to feel in control of everything. I like to feel like I'm on top of everything. When things feel out of control, I feel a whole bunch of anxiety and uncertainty. You can relate to that, right? Maybe you're a bit of a control freak yourself. Is there a better word for it, maybe? Instead of control freak, we could call ourselves a control fairy. (laughs) Let's go with that. Are you a bit of a control fairy? (laughs) doesn't have the quite the same connotation, but you get the point. You have experienced this need to feel like you need to get everything in order. And when it's not your ability to be able to deal with the chaos breaks you, right? When things don't go to plan, when there is more uncertainty, your ability to be able to cope diminishes. All what you do is just add more balls into your juggling, right? So you're like, okay, cool, I'm juggling these five things. Maybe that's my relationships. Maybe that's my kids, my career, my health, and my household. And I'm juggling those five things. And then all of a sudden, someone else gets sick. You know, your father becomes unwell. Now you have to juggle that ball and the car breaks down. Now you have to juggle that ball. And now all of a sudden something else happens in your life like a pandemic and now you have to juggle that ball. There's all these balls that you are constantly juggling juggling on a regular basis, right? And that juggling, you think that if you just juggle more and more and more balls, then you will become more in control. But eventually you're going to drop a ball, right? When you're trying to juggle now six or seven balls, eight or 10 balls, you're trying to juggle 20 balls, the complexity of that and the skill that's required becomes near impossible. There are too many balls for you to juggle to keep them all under control. And then when you drop a ball, you feel like you're spinning out of control because you might drop one and then several other balls tend to drop. And so what you're likely to do at that point in time is try to scramble back for control in whatever ways that you possibly can. Now, if you do kind of prescribe or identify or can see maybe within yourself this idea of needing to control things around you like a control fairy, how that plays out could be completely different. For some people, they need to have their house spotless at all times. You know, like nothing can be out of place. Before they go to bed, everything needs to be done all the time. And if their partner doesn't do it, then they're on their back constantly. No, we have to have it. That could be part of your experience. That's not how control played out for me. So I want you to recognize that being kind of like a control freak, a control fairy, 
plays out in lots of different ways. For me, I wanted to control people's perception of me, right? I wanted to control how you saw me. So I people pleased. I made sure that I looked after every single other person because I, I, I felt like if I could control how everybody saw me and if I could control the emotional needs of everybody else and make sure they're all taken care of, then I will feel safe. This is what's known as a trauma response. Now, last week on the episode, I talked about trauma being a good thing. And we can learn from our traumas, no doubt. And being aware that it's a trauma response. In my childhood, and I'm sure that you can relate to this in some way, shape, or form, in my childhood, there wasn't much emotional stability. Yeah. There was a considerable amount of physical stability, I would say, in my environment in terms of we pretty much lived in the same house and I pretty much went to the same school and both my mum and dad was, were in the house, if not present, right? There was consistency in that, but not necessarily stability of emotions. So I very much understood from a very young age that everybody's emotional instability around me, I could impact. And I thought that I could control it. And when our world around us as a child is really unstable, be that emotionally, be that physically, be that mentally, in any other kind of ways. When it's unstable, we will find a way to survive. Because as kids, we can't just get up and leave. It's not just a matter of like, go get another job and get away from the toxic environment. Unless it's so bad that you end up running away at some point in time, even then you have very little, what would be the word, social power to make anything happen. If you're 12, you can't go get a credit card. You can't even go get a job. You're at the hands of other people. So when we're in that very vulnerable state as children, when we don't have the power to be able to control things around us and we don't have the capacity to, to impact control on other people, we find a way. We find any way, shape, or form. It might be that you, yes, you always had your bedroom spotlessly tidy. That might be the way that you have figured out how to create control in your life. You might even have to have been perfect. Perfectionism is a big way of like, I need to control everything. I need to make sure I get the good grades. I need to make sure that I'm successful. I need to make sure that people like me around me. Is this, any of this is sounding familiar because when we have low self-esteem, and that's who I work with, I work with people who have had low self-esteem, who doubt themselves, who don't like who they are, maybe you have body image issues, effectively people who are lacking in their own self-worth. Because I was someone who lacked in my own self-worth and I've learned how to change that for myself and now I know how to teach others and I've been doing it for the last 13 years for other people. So I understand this problem really well. We tend to people please. We will tend to be a perfectionist. We will tend to put other people's needs before our own for various different reasons. One of those reasons is because we are trying to seek control. Now, control might be a bit of a word that you're like, oh, I don't know if it's control for me. Let's just call it certainty. Let's call it comfort. The six core needs comes from a very brilliant man called Tony Robbins. I'm not going to go into all six, but the first core need of the personality that we all need is certainty, otherwise known as comfort. And 
what could also be known as control. We feel like we need to create certainty within ourselves by controlling the environment, by controlling those things around us. What happened for me was that eventually led to food obsession. I could control food. I could control how much I had. I could take in as much as I wanted to. I didn't go to the point of anorexia. It was the other way around. I could feel comfort and certainty knowing that that McDonald's family meal was going to make me feel safe and warm. Even if my bedroom was an absolute dump, I knew that I could eat garbage, even if my environment was garbage. I knew that I could find safety. I could feel security. I could feel comfort in controlling what I was eating. It eventually led me to an eating disorder because at some point I was like, oh, okay, I'm fat now and the world didn't want me to be that, so I didn't think. So now I need to control my food in the opposite way, by not eating, by not eating enough, by cutting out major food groups that my body clearly needed. First time I did that, I was 16, by the way. This is a trauma response. We react to the fact that as a child, we didn't have any power to be able to control our environment. Not particularly. We could chuck tantrums. We could beg, borrow, and steal. We could go insula, but they were all just a reaction to the environment. Now that we're an adult, that survival mechanism that really served us as a child is actually holding us back. And what I see in the world is that majority of people are out there in the world attempting to control the 97% of things that they can't control and paying no attention to the 3% of things that they can. They're the three things that you can control that I'm going to talk about very, very shortly. Ultimately, there are only three things. And if you can think of any more once I tell them to you, please send me an email at loveyourself at moreconfidence.com.au. And I'm going to riff on that a little bit because I've been searching. Uh, is there anything else that we can control apart the three, apart from the three things that I want to share with you? We, we have capacity to influence things. We can influence people. We can influence circumstances. But we have no control over other people's behaviors. We have no control over people's viewpoint of us. We have no control over outcomes. You could potentially look at, you know, maybe you're an Olympian, right? Because <laughs> I'm sure lots of Olympians listen to this podcast. But let's take, for example, that you are an Olympian and you train for four years, probably your whole life, but you've got four years between the Olympics and you train and you train and you train and you train and you train. You do everything in your power that you can possibly do, everything that you can control. And at the Olympics, somebody beats you by 0.01 of a second. And that's the difference between you becoming fourth and you getting a, a bronze medal in the, in the Olympics. And your race is over and it's done. And that's it. You have no control over the outcome. You don't get to decide whether or not you're going to win the gold medal. You can decide it as much as you want, but what happens in that race is not up to you. And it's the same with the people around us. The people around us, we do not get to decide what they believe. We do not get to decide what they think. We do not get to decide how they act. That is not up to us. None of those things are up to us. The circumstances of our life. We have far less control than we possibly could ever imagine. But if we harnessed the three things that we actually do have control over, 
then we become far more powerful. It's kind of like spending all of your energy wishing for a different outcome to a movie that's already been written. Come on, it's got to be different this time. It's got to be different. It's got to be different. It's got to be different. And you spend all your time and energy and you and you and you write to to parliament and you say this has to be different and you go on protests and do campaigns. The movie's already been written. And even if there's a rewrite on that movie, the original has still been written. You can't control it. And that's what most people are doing. And so no wonder why most of us are unhappy. Because you're attempting to control things that are outside of your control. And I've explained to you why we're doing that for the most case. We are attempting to get certainty. We're attempting to get safety. Tony Robbins says that the more cert uncertainty that one can handle, the better the quality of your life gets. Because, truth bomb, life is uncertain. You just literally do not know what is around the corner. You do not know what is coming. If anything that we have learned from the pandemic is that very thing. You had plans. You had weddings. You had holidays. You had courses booked. You had ideas of leaving your house. You had jobs. You had a way of life. And then boom, in a flash, it all changed. Like in, I think, last week's episode, I spoke of this, that the only certainty that we really have in this world is uncertainty. So if you're cruising around trying to get certainty externally in this world that is constantly changing, that the only guarantee that you have is that it's going to change and that it's going to be uncertain, then you are going to be miserable. Because when the circumstances change on you, you won't be able to adapt and you're just going to yell at the clouds for being overcast rather than taking an umbrella to school. Your level of uncertainty and your ability to be able to deal with it is going to determine your quality of life because life is uncertain. How? How do you build your capacity for more uncertainty? It's to stop trying to control everything around you. Stop trying to control the people around you and ask yourself, do I have control over this? Do I really have control over this? Because most of the things that you are trying to control that you can't are stressing you out. I'll give you an example. I was talking to a client just today going through a relatively messy divorce, uh, certainly not a, uh, a pleasant, amicable kind of divorce situation. And I'm not going to mention any names, of course. Circumstance came up where a school event for their child came up and my client decided to be the grown-up and, and what they perceived to be the, the, you know, the bigger parent and invited the other parent via email to the event, said, hey, this is coming up. I want us to be respectful and I think that we can do this. You're welcome to come bring your new partner. And the email that came back was abusive and gross and awful. And so my client then went about engaging in that and having a conversation and saying, no, this is not true. I won't, you know, I won't be spoken to like that, et cetera, et cetera. And when my client came to me, they were, they were quite distressed about, I need to fix this. I need to look at their accusations and they accused me of this and they talked about this and I need to go sort it out with them. 
And after letting them have what they needed to say, it's very important that we get we get to be heard and seen and validated. So I allowed my client to say what they needed to say. And then once they were ready and once we were ready to move on, I was like, tell me, do these accusations and what, what the, the ex-partner had said in the email, do they bear any loading on the custody of your child? My client was like, no, there's no claim being made. There's nothing official about it. And I was like, right, then it's none of your business what he thinks about you. <clears throat> There's obviously a bigger conversation than that. But when we attempt to control the narrative of how other people are perceiving us, that's just going to cause us stress. When we are attempting to say, you can't think that about me or you can't say that about me, and, yeah, you want to set boundaries in terms of if you're getting violence or abuse, you want to say no for sure. But if their ex-partner wants to say crappy things about them, they have no control over that. You cannot control. You can influence that potentially. But if you keep trying, you know, we all have held that term, you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drinks. drink. Even if you salt, it oat, salt its oats. You can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink even if you salt its oats. You can't force anybody to do anything. And obviously you can with violence. I appreciate that, but we're not talking about this here. That's not the kind, I'm, I'm trusting and hoping that no one here wants to force anybody to do anything with violence. You can't force people to do things. You can't force life to go the way that you want it to. And when you do try to force it, you will be stressed. I feel like that's the epitome of stress. Stress is being at disease with the current circumstances. Now I hear, I hear some of you kind of going, but he shouldn't say that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you can get mad about it. You can get upset about it and absolutely acknowledge and validate your feelings that you're experiencing around that person saying that about you. But that's not going to change whether or not that person says that thing about you. You can't stop them thinking that way. So, you need to, at some point, make the decision to go, what can I control? What are the only three things that are in my control? You ready? You might want to write this down. There are only three things that I believe in my, you know, 13 years professionally doing this and my 25 plus years of doing it personally for myself. Three things that we can control. T-B-A. You can remember it that way. T-B-A. Thoughts. Beliefs, actions, the three things that you can control and the only three things that you can control are your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions. Now, some people might be going, well, I can control my emotions. Good luck. When you get hit by a Mack truck of disappointment or stress, sadness, grief, you're not in control of that emotion at that point in time. Your This is a whole po different podcast episode, but your thoughts inform your emotions and your thoughts you can control. Now, you might be sitting there scratching your head going, I can't control my thoughts. It's a, it's a mess up there. It's an absolute circus. My thoughts are all over the shop. I have no control of that. Well, yeah, you do. It's just that right now you're not taking control. 
Like I said before, most people are spending 97% of their energy, 90% of their time, focus, sorry, say that again. Most people are spending all of their energy trying to control the 97% of things that they can't control and ignore the 3% of things that they can, their thoughts, beliefs, and actions. Whereas if you flip the switch, if you took all of your energy and you focused your energy on what you can control, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions, then you would find that you actually have more control. And what that also does is gives you a sense of certainty and safety and security, like I spoke of before, the first core needs of Tony Robbins. It gives you a sense of certainty that is internal. Because if you're relying on whether or not the neighbor cuts their lawn as to whether or not you feel good today, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. If the weather has to look a certain way, if your current circumstances have to look a certain way in order for you to be happy, you won't be, at least most of the time. Because circumstances change. You don't always get the results that you want in your life. But if, on the other hand, you focus on your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions, TBA, you are in now true power. True power, you're empowered. Even though it's an E in English, it's internal power, in. Or even empowered is like, you know, it, it is internal. It's I'm powered. You are powered. That's where it's coming from. Rather than externalization of the 97%, it's internalization of the three. And when you have that 3% and you really nail those things, my goodness gracious, your life gets transformed for the better forevermore. So you can direct your thoughts. If you go back to one of my earlier episodes about negative thinking, you will find ways to be able to help deal with your thoughts. Perhaps you want to join one of my courses or even read my book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body. It is, the first section of it is on your thoughts, the mind. So the first part of the book is a three-part book. The first part of the book is on your mind. And I literally show you step-by-step how to take control of your mind which includes the second one, your thoughts and your beliefs. Your thoughts and your beliefs. You can decide what you believe. All of your beliefs are made up. You didn't come here to this planet believing that you were unworthy. You weren't born believing that capitalism sucks or that politicians are evil. You didn't come here believing that. At some point in your life, you have developed evidence based on thoughts, and those around you, probably as a child, that has led you to believe what you do now. But your beliefs have changed. Maybe your beliefs have changed about parenthood now that you're a parent or not. Maybe your beliefs have changed about pharmaceutical companies now that the pandemic happened. Maybe your beliefs about Santa Claus have changed since you were a child. Our beliefs have changed. They, they do change and they can change. And a belief is a thought repeated with emotion. So the more that you repeat a thought, it becomes a belief and you'll go collect evidence for it. You don't have to believe everything you think, nor everything you believe. You're in charge of that. You get to make different choices, your thoughts, your beliefs. And then finally, of course, your actions. You get to decide what you do every day. And very often our actions will be determined by what we think and how we believe about ourselves. So if we believe and think that we are a lazy, unfit person, 
then we're going to park right next to the the supermarket doors as close as we can possibly get, and we're not going to move our body very much. But if you have a thought, I'm getting fitter or I'm moving towards being a fit, healthy person, if you have a belief that you are like that, then it's going to change your actions. These things impact each other, and then your actions will also inform your thoughts and your beliefs. So if you go, oh, well, I'm a pretty lazy person, but I'm going to go for a run every day anyway, then that will soon impact the belief that you're lazy because you're clearly not because of the actions that you're taking. You can control those things entirely. You can absolutely 100% unequivocally control those three things. And if you think that there is anything else in this world that you can control, as I said before, send me an email, loveyourself at moreconfidence.com.au. I would, I would love to hear if you think that there are any other things that we can control in our life. And I will approach it in, on, our, on our podcast here because rather than focusing on all the things that you can't control, which leads you to unhappiness, you can go ahead and focus on the three things that you can control, which will lead you to your ultimate confidence and happiness. I'd love to know how you go with this. I'd love to hear from you. Catch me, send me a DM on on one of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, somewhere. If you're watching this from YouTube or you're or even on LinkedIn, if you're curious about my work from a coaching perspective, maybe reading my book or attending one of my courses, I'm also a speaker. So that is my primary gig that I'm here as a speaker and here to be able to empower. So if you have audiences that you'd like me to be a part of, maybe be on someone else's podcast, maybe that is come and speak at one of your events, please just get in touch. You can find me at www.moreconfidence.com.au. I love you. I hope that today has been a insightful session for you, an episode. If you have enjoyed this, why not share it with somebody else? Go, hey, I think you could use this. And maybe if they're your control freak friend, uh, do it with a bit of a grain of salt. Be a little bit tactful with that. <laughs> but it's going to set them free. And I hope that it sets you free too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So be in touch. And until next time, my friends, happy self-loving. Thank you so much for listening to the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. I hope you feel more confident, more self-assured, and ready to go tackle the world's problems and maybe kick ass in some of your dreams. If you haven't already, I would love for you to like and subscribe, follow, and maybe leave a review so that other people know how to find this awesome podcast too. If you're wanting to sink your teeth into something even more juicy, my number one best-selling book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body is now available on all good bookstore sites, both in print, digital, and I narrated it for Audible as well. If you think the coaching or maybe one of my courses is for you, why not head to www.moreconfidence.com.au and get in touch and see if we can talk. And of course, you can find me all across the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, which is where you're probably listening now, or maybe even here on the podcast platform. Sending you big love and wishing you a beautiful day.